when after three years of Pizza Al Taglio, uh, one uh, big company buy my pizza concept and uh, we have uh, made about uh, eight different places in all Finland. You think you have a tough opening a pizzeria. What if you moved to a country where you didn't speak the language, then had to deal with a scare from a brain cancer diagnosis? The road was long and difficult for Luca Plantania, but he now presides over one of the best pizzerias in Helsinki with lots of expansion plans. The story behind Forza, straight ahead. Straight fried pepperoni. I need a deep dish pepperoni and a thin sausage to go. Can I get two cheese of ours and one uh, Detroit? Can I get one large pep, one large sausage, and one large pet special? This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Delinsky, author of Pizza City USA, the ultimate Chicago pizza guide, and founder of Pizza City Tours and Pizza City Fest. And welcome to another edition of Pizza City. Great to have you all here with us. Another weekend of discussing some of the greatest pizzas in the world. Um, before we get to our guest today, reminder, tickets on sale for Pizza City Fest Chicago. It's August 26th and 27th at the Salt Shed, brand new music venue right uh, right down, well, not downtown. It's about 10 minutes north of downtown. It's on the Chicago River at Division Street. I guess they technically call that Goose Island. Uh, we're going to have live entertainment this time around and some live music. I can't ex- I can't quite share that information with you yet, but I know we are going to be getting some live entertainment. Um, 40 pizza makers over two days working on 10 Pizza Master ovens, plus seminars, speakers, lots of sides and salads and desserts as well. We're adding a lot to the event this year. More information at pizzacityfest.com. Well, I was pleasantly surprised to see and taste such great pies in Scandinavia a couple weeks ago. Um, I went to a place called Based in Copenhagen and another one called Forza in Helsinki. Now, a friend and colleague of mine, Kenneth, was telling me, and he's a food writer based in Helsinki, telling me all about Forza and saying it's, you know, it's really worth your time, worth going to. And I'm like, I'm in Helsinki. I don't want to eat pizza But of course, I had to go because he was so enthusiastic about it. And, you know, the thing about this part of the world, Northern Europe, you've got chefs who've trained in and around Italy who've brought that expertise with them. Now, in some cases, like our guest today, it's a story of love. Uh, Rome native Luca Plantania met his future wife, Sala, while working in Italy. Uh, They moved to Finland so she could be closer to home, but it meant that Luca had to learn a new language and I'm telling you, Finnish is not easy. Um, not that I've tried learning it, but uh, just really difficult trying to figure out what words mean. Uh, and f- and he also had to figure out what he was going to do with his life, because he, in his previous life, was a DJ. Um, and then right before he opens up, uh, he is diagnosed with a brain cancer. Um, so that is, in and of itself, stressful. Uh, turns out, great pizza was just what the Finns were missing. Now, he's got several locations in the country. Um, But I had a pizza tasting menu at Forza while I was there, and I got to try both of the styles of pizza he is making. And you're going to hear about both of those styles today. And the Roman one is absolutely worth a special trip. So we began our discussion, as I always do, by asking our guest about their first pizza memory. It 
was uh, in uh, Trastevere. Trastevere was uh, the heart of the Roman culture. Uh, I remember this small, uh, really slim pizza, Roman pizza style. Crispy, crunchy pizza? Yes. And what would have been topping? Uh, well, just tomato sauce or cheese? Oh, topping. or Topping, it was a really, really simple. Uh, Margherita, Capricciosa, it was a classic uh, focaccia with olive oil and rosemary. So tell me, uh, growing up in Rome, um, did you ever think that you would go into this business of, of making pizzas for a living, or did you have other interests? When I moved in Finland in 2008, uh, I was just a home bakery. Bread and uh, pizza every weekend, and uh, one day my wife said to me, why you don't open a pizzeria? Because what were you doing before you moved to Finland in 2008? I was uh, at work in uh, radio. I was a DJ. I was a uh, uh, sound technical. In Rome? In Rome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, That's a fun job. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. But in Finland, uh, I moved actually in Turku, known in Helsinki. Uh, Turku is the sort of the second city of Finland? Or yes. The, yeah. Yes, is it. And, uh, and by the way, did you meet your wife in Italy? In Italy, yeah, in Rome. Yeah. So yeah. was your family like, you're crazy, why are you leaving Italy, stay in Italy, why are you going to this crazy land in the north of the world? Exactly like that. <laughs> exactly like that, yes. And uh, But did you have a plan when you moved here? No. I just want to make my life better. So you decide to move to Finland in 2008 with your new wife um, because she wanted to move home with her family, be home with her family. So Salla, uh, he was uh, already in, in Turku to study Italian language. And uh, I have moved, yes, in, in, in Turku. And uh, I was without, without nothing, without money, without, without a plan, but just to, to make a better life in, in Finland. I was starting in a restaurant uh, and I have started uh, from zero. So uh, restaurant life uh, was not my life. Plus you didn't speak Finnish. Uh, no. Or Swedish? Just, uh, right. just Italian. I was really uh, in, uh, in a difficult situation because also my father said to me, so please, if you need help, don't call me. Oh, don't call you. Don't okay. call me. Yeah. Okay, you're on your own. <laughs> so when you're working in these restaurants in Turco, what did you discover or what did you learn about the population in Finland about when it comes to eating in restaurants? Um, anything that you discovered right away or you thought, oh, that's interesting, what people like or what they don't like here in Finland? first experience uh, it was uh, really bad because it was uh, an uh, Italian restaurant that uh, it was really difficult to, to, to call uh, Italian. After one and a half year that I was uh, in this place uh, I have started to study uh, Finnish and uh, I have got a break from, uh, from work because in, in Finland uh, we have uh, uh, the government that help people uh, without work and I was uh, six, seven months uh, just to study Finnish language. For two years, uh, uh, artisan ice cream. And then I decided to open, uh, to open one uh, pizza place. In Turku or Helsinki? In Turku. For the first six months, it was terrible. We uh, are uh, coming uh, with, uh, with a square pizza, so pizza al taglio. And you're the only person in Turku making this pizza, I'm sure, right? No one else is doing Roman al taglio in Turku. Actually, in the north of uh, uh, Europe, <laughs> in old Scandinavia. <laughs> they don't understand, uh, and uh, people uh, were scared. They don't really understand, and I remember that uh, somebody uh, 
thinks that uh, we sell uh, uh, disgusting pizza, like uh, like old pizza, you know, because if you need to warm and uh, for make crispy, so this is old pizza. This is the you know. They're used to soft Neapolitan chewy pizza, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah because my wife was uh, writing a blog about Finnish culture and uh, a pizza couple in uh, Turku uh, say that Finnish people eat like a dog. I was in, uh, in shock because my wife uh, don't have tell me uh, about this, what's going on, uh, that we are in the, in the newspaper. I think uh, a, a little bit uh, a strong message for, uh, for Finnish people. They are really nationality and really uh, proud of uh, their culture. And she was complaining that people didn't understand yeah. the food. And some journalists uh, have read the blog of my wife, and uh, he write directly. And, in the, and so people then came in to try it all of a sudden, and they liked it? Yeah. And then when did you decide to move to Helsinki? In uh, 2014, uh, when after three years uh, of Pizza Al Taglio, uh, one uh, big company buy my concept, my pizza concept, and uh, we have uh, made about uh, eight different places in all Finland. So you opened up Forza here in Helsinki uh, last January? One and a half years ago. And why decide to do Roman and Neapolitan? That's a totally different recipe, a totally different dough, each one. Because I remember that uh, when uh, when I was uh, in Turku, people uh, like so much cr- uh, crispy test. I was thinking that, okay, now we offer each pizza. Because uh, I like explosion of the Neapolitan style. But on the same time, uh, I like that uh, we, we prepare always uh, in, in, uh, in a Roma style uh, the digestible part of the pizza. Right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking with Luca Platania about his pizzas here at Forza in Helsinki. We're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Welcome back. We're talking with Luca Platania, owner of Forza, with his wife Sala here in Helsinki. Uh, he is a native of Rome, but he moved to uh, Finland in 2008. Yeah, exactly. Turco and then Helsinki. Okay, so now we're back in the kitchen down here. Um, I want to talk about, well, let's start with your dough. You've got two different doughs, right? You've got a Neapolitan and a Roman Altaglio. Tell, let's start with the Neapolitan. Uh, types of flour you use for this? Double zero? For the Neapolitan style and four different flour for uh, the Italian. What are the four that you use for the Italian? Uh, it's uh, semola di macinata, so semolino, 10% of uh, rice flour, and then there's a zero flour and uh, type one flour. So when you, when you tell me rice flour, I thought of the pinzas, but you're not doing a pinza. No, the rice uh, flour in this case uh, uh, we need for uh, the crunchy side. How long ferment both these doughs? Oh, the Teglia Romana we ferment for uh, two days. For the Neapolitan style uh, we go around 30-33 uh, hours of fermentation. Why do you push that? Because uh, I want uh, that the dough is digestible and uh, for the percent of protein we have uh, in, uh, in a zero-zero flour. Can we see them build maybe a Neapolitan pie here first? Yeah. I don't know if he's got one coming here. So this is a pizza here he's got here on the marble surface. And he's, he's done a hand stretch already on this. About f- yeah. It looks about 14 inches or so. You've got semolina, though, on the surface, right, to kind of yeah. keep it yeah. lubricated? Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, tell me about the tomato sauce first. Where's the tomato from? Uh, it's from uh, Salerno. It's uh, organic uh, uh, pomodoro pelato. You don't care about VPN or Neapolitan certified or San Marzano's. It doesn't have to be from there. I don't care because uh, I respect uh, the VPN uh, symbol. But for me, the Neapolitan style is made from uh, hundred uh, years of culture, but it's a. Uh, Undigestible. The cheese is a fior di latte. Yes, from uh, from Napoli. Okay. Um, and you just use a one mozzarella, the fior di latte. That's it. We use uh, the fior di latte and uh, also the smoked fior di latte. Oh, a smoked. Yeah. Okay. So provola, provola. Provola. Okay. Yeah. Um, now he's got an order. I saw just come in on the ticket. So let's see what he makes here. You can describe what he's doing as he's doing it. Diavola, so a little Diavola spicy. Most pizza, yeah. Uh, it's the spicy most pizza. salami, or yeah, yeah. It's uh, like a margarita base with uh, tomato sauce and uh, with fior di latte. We put uh, spianata calabrese, salam. There's a spice salam, and uh, after the oven uh, we put some chili olive oil. Uh, you can add the burrata on top if you want. How has it been training native Finns? to think like an Italian while they're making a pizza because this is not something that they're trained to do. Yeah. You know, they're used to frying Baltic herring or making uh, Vorschmack. Not, they're not trained to make pizzas. So it depends uh, so much uh, from uh, passion and uh, culture, yes, of course. <laughs> After the tomato sauce, you just put on a grated cheese. What is yeah, that? This is a pinch of pecorino. In general, uh, in uh, Diavola and uh, Margherita, we put uh, a pinch of pecorino romano. He's got a julienne cut of uh, spicy salumi. Yeah. Okay, and then a handful of more pecorino. Yeah. The final stretch on the metal peel. How long has this guy been with you? How many months or years? Uh, it's one and a half years, actually, from the beginning. Veteran, okay, yeah. from the beginning. Okay, you're going to launch it into a Forni Valoriani. It looks like a Mara Forni. Where is this oven from? Uh, this is from Toscana. All right, so he's moving it around quite a bit now. I see he's lifting it off the stone. So obviously the, yeah. the, the undercarriage is done. He's not really doming it, but he's just holding it about three inches above the surface to yeah. keep baking it because the bottom's done already. And it's really rising quite a bit here. It's not the canotto like the Anthony yes. Mangieri style, yes. but it's definitely a, a higher pronounced cornicione than I've seen yes. typically. Yes. Uh, concentrated in uh, 60 seconds. I mean, he's really finishing it now at the mouth of the oven. He's pulled yeah. it back to the mouth and he's rotating it pretty aggressively yeah, and spinning dry, it. We dry the pizza, this part of the oven. There's a grill right in front of the mouth. Yeah. I have asked the to Valoriani uh, company to make especially for us because uh, I wanted the humidity of the pizza when come out uh, go immediately uh, down. So this, it's this grill right in front of the mouth that comes out about eight, nine inches and it's got all these holes on it yeah. and it's just open to the bottom of yeah. the oven yeah. outside, but it's outside the oven and you want to do that because you want to keep it dry, you yeah. want to pull the, the yeah. humidity out. The Diavola here, he's adding more Pecorino Romano at the end. Well, the thing I loved about this pizza was the chew. Um, it has this beautiful open crumb on the heel. When you yeah. pull it open, you'll see the open crumb. That's from that 34, far 36 hours of fermentation. Um, do you have any more water, any more hydration in this dough than you typically find in a Neapolitan? Percent of the Neapolitan is uh, uh, 70% for one kilo flour. You don't need knife yeah. and fork for this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right, so behind you, let's talk about the Roman now. Different oven, different setup. You talked about four different flours. Um, it's a 36 hour ferment. Uh, 48. Oh, I'm sorry, 48, excuse me, 48. 48. Yeah. Uh, high hydration dough. 
and you're baking it in a, in America. I've seen the Castellis that are that Bonchi uses. He brings those over on a ship. Uh, I have used for many years Castelli. It was uh, the only uh, the only oven that I use in uh, in my career. I have uh, actually uh, opened uh, something like uh, 10 different pizzeria with the Castelli oven. Why do you like this as opposed to the Castelli? Because uh, it was uh, a little bit uh, uh, smaller for uh, our door for this, this construction. Uh, it was more easily to, to keep inside. How long do these bake? The first baking is how long? Just bake, do you par-bake the dough or do you, tell me so what you bake, do? No, we bake, uh, we bake the pizza base for uh, seven uh, minutes around seven minutes eight minutes and, uh, and then we keep the all the base uh, uh, cold and after this we cut uh, the telia portion and uh, we toast it again when uh, when uh, with the topping uh, yeah we had the fried uh, eggplant or you see uh, aubergine tonight we had one that was it looked like a sandwich with mortadella the double crunch yeah double crunch what is that uh, double crunch is made from the roman uh, pizza mortadella inspiration uh, like a sandwich cheese in your case i, I have to do uh, the double crunch with truffle uh, cream uh, with the mortadella and uh, with truffle caviar and uh, fresh summer truffle that was really decadent. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for giving me the VIP pizza treatment there. And so, do you find that one or the other is more popular with your uh, customers here in Helsinki? Uh, of course, uh, the the teglia romana on the plate, uh, served on the plate, is uh, is a new thing for Finnish people. Around uh, 30, 40 percent uh, every day. The crumb is beautiful. It sits maybe an inch high. It's sort of like a, in America, you know, Sicilian, maybe a high grandma, but crispy like a grandma. Uh, but the, it's the altaglio, so you're not cutting it to order like at Alice or Bonchi or the Pizzarium. You're basically cutting it into squares already. People order it. It comes this way in a pre-measured spot. It's a perfect square. It's maybe uh, four inches by four inches. Uh, but it really, it's something that you're, like I can see him plating now with, uh, the ham and the, the crushed tomato and the fresh basil um, and the burrata, yeah? Yeah, and uh, of course we, we always uh, uh, make just the, the, the base, the two different base, so white for the double crunch and the red for uh, the other uh, uh, flavors we have because uh, we can uh, put uh, uh, the, the ingredients already and we can bake with the dog because we need to have always uh, during the service uh, neutral uh, base for make different combination we have in, uh, in our list. So do you think that uh, people in Finland no longer eat like dogs? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> Actually, I need to know that, uh, that the, the, the way uh, is, uh, is now a better way. And, uh, They're more educated. They, they know more now. Yes, yes. And you're teaching them. Exactly. Uh, I have tried to do my best always without compromise, yes. Okay, last question we ask all of our guests, the same question. Knowing what you know now about pizza making, both Roman and Neapolitan, what advice would you tell your younger Luca maybe in 2007, 2008. What advice would you give your younger self to be successful in making pizza? What do you tell young Luca? To study before everything uh, uh, marketing, company business, because uh, with passion uh, it's difficult to, to have success. So I, I was just lucky.
But learn the business and learn how to market yourself, maybe. Definitely. When you open a pizza pizza company, make good pizza is the last problem. The restaurant, again, is called Forza. Uh, it's here in Helsinki, not far from the center. It's a 15-minute walk from my hotel at the St. George, very close to the center of town, as everything is here in Helsinki. Um, come see Luca and uh, Sala. It is really a special little place. Get the double crunch, of course, but try one of each. Um, and if you're really kind, maybe they'll do a tasting like they did for me. Luca Platania, thank you so much. Grazie mille. Thank you, and don't forget to never give up. All right, coming up in two weeks, we're back in Chicago talking tavern, New York City style, grandma style, and even New Haven style with the professor. Uh, but we're doing things that you probably wouldn't see in any other Chicago cracker thin pizzeria, like par baking our crust for 90 seconds. And we find that that, gave, that gives the interior slices the same integrity and sturdiness as the exterior slices. I'll talk to Tony Scardino, AKA Professor Pizza, about his new location in the West Loop and how he's been working on his craft these past few years. That's in two weeks on July 21st. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and rate us, please. Also, reminder to support the show at anchor.fm slash Pizza City. We're at Pizza City USA on Instagram, and our website is pizzacityusa.com. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song, and here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio always. <laughs>